Warning, although this podcast revolves around Disney, Disney movies, and Disney-related themes, we have a tendency to use mature language, which is not suitable for all ages. Discretion is advised. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. On this week, we are doing a movie that I didn't think that I would review, especially after I swore up and down last year that I would not do a review of this. We're going to do Halloween Town. Let's get this thing started. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast is back in your life. And happy Halloween. This is our Halloween episode. So happy, happy Halloween to everybody. Also, happy Thanksgiving. We are recording this the weekend of Canadian Thanksgiving, and it's being released a couple weeks before American Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to to everybody that chooses to celebrate Thanksgiving. Like I said, off the top, we are doing Halloween Town. Josh, this was your pick. It's not it. We, it's my pick from a year ago. <laughs> yeah, from a year ago that I watched and I absolutely hate it. And I swore up and down we wouldn't do a review of it. But here we are doing a review of it. <laughs> <laughs> I got to pull up my uh, text messages with you, Dave. Yes. Yeah, because I. I, I I wish you I wish you could pull up the ones that from last year too because <laughs> I had some text messages for you last year when I was watching this and and uh, of course I have some again this year. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, I want to thank once again Justin for being on our last episode where we reviewed the Haunted Mansion, sticking yeah. with the Halloween theme this month. So again, very, very special thanks to Justin. And again, apologies to Bob, because on that episode, I said Justin was our second guest on the episode on the on the podcast after Timmy Britt. And it was pointed out to me that our friend Bob from the from the Cretans Guild has been on this podcast as well. It was numerous one, times. One of the very first I think it was actually the second episode that we ever did. We had Bob. Yeah, on, and I, I think so. I completely forgot about it. So apologies to Bob for that one. (laughs) (laughs) But be sure you're checking out both guys. Check out Justin. He does Epic Tales from the Sewer, which is a a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles podcast, as well as a podcast called Geek Life HQ. So be sure you're checking those out and be sure you're checking out the Cretans Guild from, from Bob. And Bob also has a YouTube channel. I believe it's Skipper Bob where he covers all things Disney. Well, not all things Disney, but he does a lot of Disney on that channel. And then, of course, for us, be sure you're following us, guys. We are available on social media. We are available on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney, Instagram at Ocho Ortiz Disney Pod, and Facebook, facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. And sorry, Instagram is at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. I forgot to put the ad. I forgot to put the and in there when I said it. And of course, you can check us out on most major podcasts and platforms. We're available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and of course, Podbean, Ocho, and Ortiz, DisneyPod.Podbean.com. You can help support the show by getting some merch, shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ocho and Ortiz, DisneyPod. 
or you can go to our Teespring store. The link to that will be in the description below, or you can become our patron on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. You can become our patron for as little as a dollar. And of course, we have a YouTube channel, so be sure you check out our YouTube channel as well. Just search for Ocho and Ortiz Disney Podcast. But the best way you can help us for free is just by listening to the show, watching the show on YouTube and sharing it with your friends and following us on social medias. Be sure you're leaving us likes and comments or thumbs down. I don't care. Leave a thumbs down. Also, leave a comment because the comments help us out more than you guys know. Now, as I said off the top, we are reviewing Halloween Town, but before we get into that, we do have something very, very special. We, we did a pre-recorded interview with Timmy Britt. We welcome him back on the show, and he's going to tell us a ghost story or two. So having said that, enjoy these ghost stories from Timmy Britt. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, we have a brief interlude with Mr. Timmy Britt. We're welcoming him back to the show. He's got the mood setting. He's in complete darkness right now. <laughs> the light's going on and off, which is going to. I don't know why. Let me turn the light back on. Maybe it, it's good. It just wasn't picking. Well, I think. Wait, turn I, that one off. I, I think. Thanks. I think it's going to be. Keep it per- off. I, I think it's going to be perfect because you are here to, to tell us a ghost story or two. So I think the lighting going on and off actually fits perfectly. <laughs> well, welcome back. I We, we always Thank you. love seeing you, Timmy. We always love Yeah, you, you guys are crushing it, too, by and, the way. I'm so happy. Oh, thank you. I even you. posted on Instagram today that I was going to do this with you. So Oh, awesome. I haven't uh, been on Instagram yet. Include, other than I didn't tag anybody in it, but it's there. Yeah. And I just want to get this out of the way before you go into the ghost story, because yeah. even though this is being released on Halloween, we're pre-recording this. Your birthday is going to be on October 25th. So a very happy birthday to you. Thank you, man. That's really nice of you. Thank you. It's a big day. But we are here today to talk about ghost stories. And I was very excited when I yeah. got messaged about this. I love ghost yeah. stories. So, Timmy, the floor. Well, is- I wanted to tell somebody and I thought I'm going to my buddy's Ocho and Ortiz because I'm only going to tell it once. But it's a true story and it really happened to me. And well, we I, uh, we are extremely honored that that we're the ones that you decide to share it with. Yeah, so thank yeah, well, I love you, you guys, man. You guys are family. You guys <laughs> do a great job well. and you're always real with everybody and you don't you know, you're not posers. You're just real guys and trying to make, you know, your way through life, just trying to entertain other people. And yes. to me, that's just magic. So <laughs> so I believe in you guys. Yeah. Well, we appreciate All right. That. So can I start? Absolutely. The floor is now yours. <laughs> OK, so. I haven't told the story in 15 years. And then it was in Celebration, Florida. I was sitting at a rocking chair telling my best friend, a girl named Charlotte at the time. I told her the whole story. But that's the last time I told it. Before that, I hadn't told it for maybe another 10 years. So I've only told it once in the last 25 years. But I remember it as if it was yesterday. So I don't have any problem recalling it. But here's how it starts out. <sighs> okay. So when I was born, you know, when I was like, five years old, my parents, my mom and dad had a little apartment and it was never going to be big enough. It was one bedroom, one bathroom, one kitchen, one living room. That's it. It was a tiny little apartment. So my, my mom falls pregnant with my brother, Matt, and my, dis, my dad starts looking for a house. And, you know, I'm a little kid, but as I get older, I realize, you know, my dad tells me, Hey, I took that house because I got it for a steal. He got the house for like $19,000. That's what he bought the house. Nice. Like you can't even get a car for that much now. No, no yeah. not these days. So I didn't pay any attention. Yeah, not these days. No, <laughs> you can buy, you know, a couple tires with that kind of money. That's it. <laughs> I'm sorry. So let's get into it. So we move into the new house. Now it's three stories, a basement, a first floor and a second floor. There's only one bathroom in the whole house. 
And on the third floor, there's the back bedroom at the top of the steps, a middle bedroom, which was so tiny. My mom used it for a sewing room. And then my parents' bedroom in between the sewing room and my parents' bedroom was the bathroom. I need to tell you these things. We go through the story. It'll make sense to you. So I remember I was about nine years old and I hear the door slam at my, the front of my house. Yeah. And then I hear my dad screaming. And then I hear my mom in the kitchen, which is right below me. I'm sleeping up in my room with my brother now. And my mom doesn't curse. She doesn't say bad words. She just, I've never heard her do it. But this night I hear the door slam. I hear my dog barking. And then I hear my mom and dad screaming and fighting. Like I've never heard them before. It was so bad. Pots and pans are being thrown. I mean, it was a horrible, horrible fight that they're having. Mm. And my dad had just come back from the bar across the street. So he was probably drunk. Anyway, it's so scary to me now as a nine-year-old boy hearing my parents fight like this, especially my oh. mom. Hear my mom oh, scream and yell. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I was terrified. So I decided to get out of my bedroom and go out into the hallway to the top of the steps and listen. Now, I can't turn on the lights or they'll know I'm there. So I'm standing there in the dark at the top of the steps and out of my mom's bedroom walks this woman and she's walking down the hallway and I'm rubbing my eyes. Cause I'm like, there's no way mm-hmm. I, this is not real. I, you know, so she just keeps coming though. And she's getting closer and closer and closer to me. The one thing I remember about her mostly was though, where her head was supposed to be and where her feet were supposed to be. It didn't tune in. It was like energy. It was like this, this white shape. And I could tell it was a woman and I could tell she had on a nightgown and she was walking very casually kind of towards me. And all of a sudden, now I didn't hear my parents anymore. That fight that, would, I, that got me out of bed made me so scared. Suddenly, I didn't hear that. I, didn't I, matter. I'm, I'm now I'm walking just, down I'm my hallway. Curious, and sorry to cut you off. I'm curious. Did she? Appear, no, it's okay. Did she appear more as like a, a, a solid object, or was it more like a vapor? Well, did you ever turn your TV to a channel that wasn't a channel? Yeah, and, and you, you see the, the little wh- black and white dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was just like that. It was like just like that. It was like I'd have to say it was white and gray, but it was kind of cloudy and it was like energy. It wasn't yeah. really like solid at all. Yeah. But it was solid enough that she could contain her form. And she just walked right down the hallway, right towards me. I'm a nine year old little boy. I see this woman walking down my hallway again. She had no head and she had no feet, but I could tell that it was a woman. You know, you can tell. Yeah. And so as she's getting closer to me. I'm nine years old. I just start swinging at it because I, <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then I turned and ran into my bedroom and woke up my brother and said, I think I just seen a ghost. Okay, so the next day happens, and now I'm telling my friends. But before that happens, my dad says, come on downstairs. I want to tell you something. He sits me down on the couch, and he says, me and your mom had a pretty bad fight last night, and it won't happen again. And I'm real sorry. I had too much to drink, and me and your mom have been fighting about some things. It all came out. I'm sorry that it had to wake you up. Yeah. I said, well, that's okay, Dad, but I have something to tell you. I saw a ghost last night. And he said, no, 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 you didn't see a ghost. You were terrified of your parents fighting. And so your brain did that to protect you from what you thought you were hearing. Yeah. And it's all makes sense. My dad didn't want to hear about the ghost. So I said, OK, I went outside and told all my friends I saw a ghost. I didn't care <laughs> what he said. I know what I saw. <laughs> so we flash forward a couple of years now. And now I'm like 12 and I'm down the basement and I'm putting clothes from the washer and then the dryer. Just a normal thing. And all of a sudden I see this dog run into the front part of the basement. But my dog is is like a mutt and he's brown. And this was the same color as the woman. And it ran into the basement. So I didn't see it. The front part of basement where the oil heater was. Mm-hmm. It's all in my basement. You know, this is an old house. But so I'm like, did I just see that? And I walk over and I look and there's no dog. I'm like, man. So I go up to my parents. I said, now I just saw a dog in our basement. And they're like, will you stop it? You know, knock it off. There's no ghost here. And I'm like, well, could it have been Holly, our dog at the time? And they said, no, Holly's here right here next to us. And she never moved. 
I said, well, I saw a dog and I'm telling you, it was the same color as the ghost. So my dad says, you know, you just don't want to do your chores and you're aggravated. And so your mind's just trying to get you yeah. out of it. You know, he's sort always of, making excuses, dismissing it completely. He continues to do that. My dad is not a dreamer, by the way. He's a was a sheriff, a lieutenant in the sheriff's department of Philadelphia. So he has no nonsense. Yes. You know, he got the house for 19 grand. He grabbed it and said, OK, and I can build a family. It was a block away from school. We had a deli right next door to us. Greenman's Deli, famous deli in Philadelphia. Hoagie's like this big. Seriously, it's amazing. <laughs> so so now I see a dog and I see a woman. OK, three years later now, I'm 15 and I'm supposed to I'm supposed to go out skating with my friends and I can't wait. But I had chores and I put them off. For three days, I let my kitchen sink fill with dishes. It was so bad. I'm so embarrassed to tell you that. But I, I can't imagine. I was 15. Was I didn't want to. I, so my dad waits me, for me to get all ready to go out to see my friends. And he says, guess what, hotshot? I said, what? He goes, you're not going anywhere till them dishes are done. I'm like, dad, I got to meet, you know, Paul and George and Frank. He's like, I don't care who you got to meet. If you got to meet Jesus Christ and Santa Claus, I don't care. You're doing them dishes. So. Now, my house is straight through. It's a living room then the dining room, then the kitchen straight through. So there's no angles. It's a straight through thing. Yeah. So I can look out of the kitchen and see my front door, even though it's two rooms away. It's a straight through thing. So I'm in the kitchen doing the dishes and my dad's on the couch two rooms away watching TV and he doesn't get up for nothing. My dad, he's got his beer in front of him. He's got his remote in his hand. He's worked all day. He's not moving from that spot. <laughs> so he says, go do the dishes. So I'm like, oh, rah, rah, I'll grumble in and rah, I'm so upset. And, uh, you know, I'm an idiot. <laughs> so I go and I do the dishes and I start doing them. And I feel three really powerful taps on my shoulder. Yeah. So I turn around. I'm like, what? You know, I'm like yelling at my dad because I was so mad that I couldn't go out with my friends because I thought I was all Mr. Cool Guy and stuff. And now I had to call them all and say, oh, I can't make it. You know, <laughs> so I'm all mad. And I, I say, what? I turn around and there's no one there, Ocho. But I felt it on my shoulder. So I'm looking up on the roof thinking maybe I splashed water and the water dropped down. Nothing. So I lean my head out and I go, did you just come in here and tap me on the shoulder? And my dad says, one more interruption and you're not going out. Do the dishes and keep your mouth shut. Of course, I didn't come out there and tap you on the shoulder. Knock it off. So now I've seen a woman. I've seen a dog. And now I get tapped on the shoulder. So yeah. I'm like freaking out. Yeah. Three years go by. Now I'm 18 years old. And I'm not supposed to be drinking, but I went out and I got drunk one night <laughs> and I came home at night. Now, ever since I saw that woman in my hallway, I've never gone up the steps from the living room into the upstairs without reaching over the banister and turning on the hallway light. Yeah, because there's no way like I don't care how I, I'm 55 years old in two weeks. And I will still if I was in that house would still turn on that light. <laughs> I never want to see that again. It was, yeah, not, it was not so frightening and so real. Right. So. I decide, well, I don't care about this ghost. I'm going to go, you know, I'm all drunk. I'm 18. I think I, I'm invincible. And I decide it's time for bed. So I'm going, yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. So I decide I'm going to run up the steps and just go to my room. But now I have a third, a second brother. So there's three of us. So I have the little tiny sewing room my mom gave up for me. And my two brothers are in the back room. But Ocho, as I started running up the steps, uh, suddenly at the top of the steps, the same like woman, same color as her was at the top of the steps, but now it didn't have the shape. It was like angry at me or it was just really not happy, I guess, because it couldn't hold. It couldn't contain its shape. The energy was big, like a, like a ball and thick, you know, Yeah. but it's moving, man. It is moving so fast that I can't stop myself. So I'm running up the steps. This thing appears at the top of steps and comes down and I go right through it. And as I did, all I felt was the most intense cold I've ever felt. And I could see out of my peripheral vision that I wasn't through it yet. 
It was like a ball, a big, massive ball of like energy or whatever. I don't know what to tell you, but I could tell that it wasn't normal. And as I was running all drunk, I ran right through it and it came through and I was so cold. I went straight into my brother's room and woke them both up like, oh, my God, I've just seen it again. Now, this is since I'm nine years old. Now I'm 18. That's nine years of little things happening like that. And no one else can see it. So I start dating this girl and her mom was really kind to me and she loves angels. So it's around Christmas time. And I say to myself, well, I don't know what to get her, but I go to a bookstore. She's always reading every day. Another book about angels, find a book about angels. And I'm wrapping it for Christmas for her. As I open up the pages, I start looking at it, you know, before I wrap it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. There's little illustrations and stuff. There's one section on ghosts. And in the section, it said, if you've ever seen a ghost, a real ghost, anyone will tell you they have no head and they have no feet. And if you're unfortunate enough to ever touch one of them, you will experience nothing but an Arctic cold. So now I got chills because that's exactly what I saw. Yeah, she had no head. Exactly she had no feet. And she was freezing cold, man. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, man, I almost didn't want to give it a book so I could show everybody. Look, this is what I saw. This is whoever wrote this book gets it, man. Yeah. So I give her the, I give her the thing and it's everything's fine. Now I'm 21 years old and I'm at a bar and I'm sitting down at a bar and I went to a Catholic school. But there's a public school right across the street. So in the neighborhood, you're in the Catholic school or public school, but we all knew each other. It was a small little row home, you know, 300 kids in a square mile radius or even more than that, really. Yeah. And so I'm sitting at the bar. I'm 21. And now I'm allowed to be there. And right next to me is sitting this guy named Michael Gleason. And he says to me, hey, man, I, my name's Glitty is what he called himself, Glitty. And he goes, I live around the corner in House Street. I said, oh, yeah, I live right on Robbins, right next to Greenman's. He goes, you live at 2902? I said, yeah. Now, he's a little older than me, and he's lived the same. He's lived there his whole life. Yeah. And he said, man, you don't know what happened in your house? I said, no, I don't know what happened in my house. He said, well, do you know the Dean family? It's a Dean family that had like seven kids, and they're in public school, so I didn't really interact with them. But I knew who they were. And he goes, yeah, they lived in your house before you did, and they moved out after 33 days. I said, what do you mean? He said, they hated it. They walked in. There was dark brown stains all over the floor, and they hated being there. And I said, oh, really? I said, well, well, what happened? He said, well, you don't know what happened in that house, do you? I said, no. He said, there was a family before them called the Adams. And Mr. Adams was a police officer. He had a gun. He came home drunk one night, started a fight with his wife. The dog came at him. He shoots the freaking dog, kills it, and then pulls the trigger and kills his wife. And the little boy, Daniel, runs down the steps out the door and says, he did it. He did it. He finally killed my mom. So I'm like, oh, wow. So I said, okay, do you mind if I go to the police department and find out if any of this is true? And I did. I went to the police department and they said, we can't give you the details if you're not a family, but yes, there was a murder in your house Mm -hmm. and a dog. And so I knew that it happened. So then as I've gotten a chance to reflect over the years, I realized that woman wasn't ever going to hurt me. She heard my parents fighting. And I had a dog. My dad had a gun. He's a sheriff. He was drunk. It was the same situation as when she lost her life. Yeah. And that woman was very calmly going just past me to go down the steps to stop the fighting somehow. I guess that's all. She was trying to save my family. So the same thing didn't happen again. It took me a while to put it all together. But by her going down and doing that, I guess she really felt like she could stop the same thing from happening. Yeah. Then when I was drunk, which was the same problem she had with her husband who shot her. She wasn't happy that I'm 18 and I'm drinking. No. So when I, I went up the steps that time, she couldn't contain her anger and came right down at me through me. I went through it. She didn't go through me. I don't know. We went through each other, but 
So I realized that this woman just didn't want people drinking in the house and that she lost her dog and she lost her life and her little boy. I don't know what happened to Danny Adams, but but that's the truth of the whole story. I sat there and for years realized that that woman and that dog were just victims and that their spirits, I guess, were just locked in this tragic moment in the house. And when the situations were right and everything lined up, it's like a stamp on time. That energy can just transfer back into that moment again. Yeah. So everything was perfect. And here and, and in the book that I read, it said most people who experience ghosts are the person in the family going through puberty. Now, I'm the oldest because there's a lot of energy in your body when you're going through yes. puberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that energy, they say, can draw the other energy from, I guess, the other side or wherever ghosts come from. But this is a true story. I saw the woman. I saw the dog. I saw the woman twice and the dog once. And then I felt the tap on the shoulder. And all that is true. And it could have just been my imagination until I went to the police department and found out that a woman was shot in my house and a dog. And that's why my dad got it for $19,000. The family that bought it bought it for $34,000 and moved out. Then yeah. nobody, then they couldn't sell the house because the bloodstains were still on the floor and the family tried to cover it with, with rugs. And it, it just, it was too creepy and too spooky. It just had, it just had just happened. And I mean, of, so, of course, with your, with your father being a sheriff, he's probably used to seeing the police stains anyways. Yeah. He don't care. Well, yeah. He, so he, he got $19,000 for a house and he doesn't believe in ghosts. What does he care? <laughs> he's like, I don't give it. You know, my dad is very practical and very, he's not a dreamer. He's like a straight down the line kind of guy, but he did have a gun. We did have a dog. He was drinking. He came home and they were fighting and I had to put it together. I'm like, well, that woman must have just simply been coming down to stop that from happening yeah. again yeah. because my dad did not kill my mom and he did not shoot the dog. And then he apologized later about the fight. My dad's a really good guy. I just at this point in his life, he's got you know a baby on the way or, or he's got three kids and he's yeah, drinking he's and he's working. Yeah, yeah, man, it's tough. And he insisted that he put us all through Catholic school because he got such a good deal in the house. He could afford our tuition. So I got to go to St. Tim's. My other two brothers, yeah, they did too. They never really made it through past high school. They just took a different <laughs> path in life. I well, I went off to so many years and years of education, but my dad's a really good guy. It's just that people, you know, they get fights and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But the truth is, when I found out from the policeman that it all happened, I realized that that was a blessing, really. It was a ghost, but it wasn't a bad ghost or a malevolent ghost. Yeah, it was, it was just kind really of trying ghost. to look out for you to prevent. But that story's true. And every word of it, I swear, I remember it as if it was yesterday. Now I'm 55. It started when I was nine years old, but I'll never forget that woman walking down well, my hallway. I'm, I'm just curious. Because I rub my eyes, Ocho. I rub my eyes thinking I can't be seeing this. And when I took yeah. them away, she was closer well, and closer and closer. Especially when, when you're that young and it's that late at night, you're, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm just not fully awake yet. And I was terrified from the fight that I'm listening to. Yes, exactly. So I exactly. snuck to the top of the steps without turning on the hallway light because then they would know I was up. So I just sit there and listen to them curse and throw pots and pans. And I never heard my parents fight like this before. They probably did, but I never heard it. So this yeah, is the yeah. first time. So all my emotions were up. Plus, I'm nine years old. I'm just entering the custom puberty. So there was probably just enough energy and trauma in the air for this woman to just materialize and just walk down my hallway. And if I didn't see that dog in the hall, I would have never known about the dog until I found out from Glitty, the guy in the bar, what exactly happened, the details of yeah. what happened. Well, and so I'm, he asked me, he's like, well, do, have you seen anything in the house? I said, yeah, I've seen things. <laughs> I've seen a woman twice. I've seen a dog. I got tapped on the shoulder. I'm like, it's not cool there, man. <laughs> and then when I went to the police and found out that it was true, I realized that that woman was really kind and she lost her life and her dog. And what she was trying to do was save my family in the same house. But All I, right, well, I, thank I you. So an, I, I know you've got an art class to go to tonight. So again, I do. Yeah. Wanna, I, I do want to thank you for coming back on to everybody watching this. 
I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode on Halloween Town that we're doing. Um, oh, yeah. Halloween I'm, Town. I I'm probably going to edit this interview down a little bit to fit it in with the podcast. Sure. But, of course. I, but I will be releasing this full interview for free on our Patreon page. So if anyone nice. wants to watch the full interview that we did with Timmy today, you can go to patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney pod. You don't even have to pay to subscribe. We're going to be releasing this one for free. So be trick sure or treat. It's a Halloween gift. Yeah, exactly. it's a Halloween <laughs> early Christmas gift. So, yeah, there you go. Well, we'll be back on at Christmas. We'll have more and, stories at Christmas. And Timmy, again, thank <clears throat> you. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, out. thanks for having me, man. You're you're as far as gentlemen go. You're an ace, man. I mean that I'm not I'm not just saying that. I mean, you're you're one of the nicest guys. I, I, I don't really take compliments well, but I, I appreciate it. I and Josh, too. I don't want to go without saying Josh is just the nicest guy, man. And we're back. So hopefully everybody enjoyed those those ghost stories from from Timmy. And we're hoping to get Timmy back on the show as a guest in the next couple of weeks, because, Josh, you are going down to Disney World for its 50th anniversary. And Timmy will be there as well. It's also going to be Timmy's birthday on October 25th. So once you're back and once Timmy's back from Disney World, we want to try to get everybody on to talk about their experiences and talk about the 50th anniversary of Disney World. So hopefully we can get that going. But again, hopefully you enjoyed those ghost stories. And now let's get into our Halloween feature, Halloween Town. Josh, this was your pick. So why don't you get us going? All right. Let's talk about the greatest decom ever made. Fuck no. Okay, so we're talking about Halloween Town today. This is a nostalgic, classic Halloween movie that I've watched every year since it's come since it, since it has come out. If if by classic you mean a piece of shit movie, then yes, you are absolutely correct. It is a no, I mean a classic. It literally starts with Dave saying, "I hate this movie." No. So the movie starts with they're at the they're at their house and you can see the the younger sister Sophie looking out the window and saying someone's coming and it go it pans over to Marnie who's the main character arguing with her mother because she wants to go out trick or treating for Halloween and her mom says no they've never been allowed to do it and you know in walks the little brother at one point I'm just saying that just because you know there's a whole bunch of sh- shit from what Dave says here on his in the text message that oh fuck I forgot the stupid nerdy brother <laughs> <laughs> whose name is Dylan, by the way. Dylan. It literally says the brother in this movie looks like the cousin from the from the first Home Alone that wets the bed. I hate them both. God, I hate this kid. I want to break his glasses and punch him in the face. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong though. Does that kid not look like the like the cousin from Home Alone that wets the bed? I can't even remember bit. that kid's name. I'm gonna have to look it up on IMDb. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, so Marnie wants to go trick or treat, and her mom says no. Tells her, that, you know, there's just something she doesn't understand or know about Halloween. And her friends try to convince her mom as well because they're like, oh yeah, Marnie's great for this. She loves Halloween. She loves all this spooky, crazy shit, you know. So Fuller, Fuller, he looks like Fuller from Home Alone. <laughs> yes. Anyways, <laughs> from Home Alone. Oh yeah, from Home Alone. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan looks like Fuller from Home Alone, and I, I want to punch them both in the face. Fuck them both. <laughs> Hate those kids. <laughs> yeah. So after, you know, her friends leave and stuff, Marnie's still pissed off and, you know, starts sulking or whatever. And then they, they go to have dinner and 
Sophie tries to get a cookie and her mom says, no, you can have it after dinner. And so she turns around. She's like, I really want that cookie. And the cookie starts floating to her. But the kids don't know that they have powers. So her mom just kind of snatches it out of the air. And that's when the grandma Aggie walks in, who was played by Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, you said some fucked up shit then, didn't you? Well, no, no, I said then I I, I said some fucked up shit later about Debbie Reynolds. (laughs) But (laughs) yeah, to be fair, I did say that I wanted to bang the mom from this movie. Yeah, that that is that is everybody in this movie. That is that is Judith Hogue who plays the mom. (sighs) She also played April O'Neil in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie in 1990. Yeah, I was getting to that. (laughs) I was just I was you were, you know, yawning. Yeah, you were mid yawn. So I figured I'd just step up and fair <laughs> and enough. Fair you. enough. So, yeah. So the grandma walks in and the kids go crazy. And that's where you get the line from Sophie, where she says, how come you've been gone so long, grandma? And that's when you get the text from Dave, probably because you kids are annoying little pricks. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, so then she says she brings some some, you know, gifts for them so she gets her bag and she pu- opens it up there's a whole bunch of candy and uh different things like oh sorry a skeleton some costumes toys this and that and that's when you know dylan says this bag defies logic and dave responds says, so does this fucking movie kid <laughs> god i hate these kids especially the boy and his shit eating grin <laughs> So, you know, then they have dinner and they want to they want they, they're about to go to sleep after that. And they, they want their grandmother to, to read them a story. And so she says, OK, and they're like, oh, is this a story that, that you've seen before or that, that, you know, and she knows she says, no, she pulls out a book and it's about Halloween down. So she they're going through the book and through the book, they see a picture of a witch on a room that looks like Marnie. And yeah, they keep they keep talking about that. And then the mom gets pissed off, basically, and says, you know, Mother, go downstairs. I'm going to put Bill and Dylan to bed. Then we're going to talk. They go downstairs. Then they start arguing about Marnie because it's Marnie's 13th Halloween. And by the 13th Halloween, she's supposed to have completed her training to become a witch, but she hasn't even started it. And if she doesn't start her training by the end of Halloween, then she will lose her powers forever, which her mom, that's what her mom wants. I'm seeing if there's anything about what Dave wrote. I don't think so to do with that particular part. Yeah. So. I'm trying, I'm trying. I'm going through our text messages, trying to find my commentary from last year. I'm, <laughs> I'm on my. I'm on my com. I'm on my commentary from Hocus Pocus, though, and it's just as good. <laughs> I swear to God, if this movie sucks, you're losing picking privileges until. <laughs> yeah, there's 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 a couple of good ones here from Dave. Let's see, what is this one? Oh my God! He needs to shut the fuck up. Um, in in reference to Dylan, <laughs> and then this is a line from Dylan who says, "We have an, an impressionable young mind, young mind here. Shut up, you fucking dolt. <laughs> who the fuck wrote this dumbass script?" <laughs> Marnie says, "There's nothing special about me." Dave says, "Your acting is special, Marnie. Specially awful. <laughs> fuck this film. Again, I'd still bang the mom." <laughs> I just want to I just want to get that in there and drive that yeah. point home. <laughs> yeah. So Marnie overhears them arguing Aggie and, and Gwen, the mom and grandmother. And one second. So they're arguing and you know she's also saying Agatha's also saying that she needs help back home. So that's wait, why wait, she wait, came. 
I want I want to read the the text message exchange from last year before 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 we go any further. So here here were my thoughts last year. (laughs) I think this was pretty much at the beginning of the movie. As as it started, I wrote. Also, I already hate this movie. You responded with, dude, this is a classic, like absolute classic. My favorite movie. Legit watch all of them every October. (laughs) I said, I respond it with, I want to punch these kids and the script is awful. <laughs> A lot of the same things as you said so far. Um, <laughs> you respond it with, I want to punch you, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I said, I guess this was fairly early on in the movie. I said, oh, for fuck's sakes, the power is going to rest with the youngest child, isn't it? She's going to fucking save the town, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, well, Dave, at least I didn't give you a musical, LOL. How are you still bashing this movie? <laughs> to which I responded, because it's still terrible. Just because something doesn't or just because something isn't a musical doesn't make it immune to being terrible. For example, the least aren't a musical, but they're still terrible. Oh, my God. You responded with no, Dave. This is a classic. And I said, classically bad. <laughs> and you said, no, just no. How dare you talk bad about Halloween Town? To which I said, how dare a movie this bad got made? <laughs> that That's the point where you said there are three sequels. And I said, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> the last one isn't the greatest, I'll admit, but two and three are still good. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think I can finish this one. Seriously, fuck this. If if Maddie wants to stay in a Halloween town, her mom should let her. She's got two other kids. Losing one won't make a difference. To which you corrected me and said, Marnie. And I said, okay, Marty. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd rather be watching Descendants. Fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie needs to be over even the people in the town don't really give a shit as to what's going on (laughs) to which you responded i showed ava what you said sorry i showed ava what you said and she says she will fight you brah and i said i would say bring it but that piece of shit movie isn't worth the energy i'd have to expand fighting over it I also may change the topic today and postpone Halloween Town to next week. <laughs> and yeah, that that was that was basically the the Halloween Town conversation from last year. I really really disliked this movie. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite comment from that, though, was seriously, fuck this. If Maddie wants to stay in Howling Town, her mom should let her. She's got two other kids. Losing one won't make a difference. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> oh, man, that brought some back some memories. <laughs> I'm sorry. We, I'm sorry. So <laughs> I think we were I think we were at the part where grandma was reading the book to the kids. No, no, no. We're, we're past that. Oh, uh, the, the grandmother, the grandmother is asking the mom for help back in Halloween town because she said there's something going on. There's some evil, something evil happening. She needs her help. She needs another Cromwell witch. And Gwen says, no, she can't go. So Agatha leaves to go catch the bus because there's a bus that goes from the mortal world to Halloween town. But that bus is only good on Halloween day in the mortal world. Right. So as Agatha is leaving, 
Marnie runs upstairs, wakes up Dylan, tells him what's going on. Dylan thinks she's going crazy. So she gets dressed and decides to go follow her grandmother so she can help her. Dylan decides to go with them. And she's like, what do you mean? You can't come with me. He's like, and this is where he says, I'm the man of the house. I'm going to keep an eye on you. No, no, and you he, say he, he says that as they're as they're walking down the street toward chasing after her to catch the bus. Yeah, that's what I said. They're, they're on their they're on their way to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I'm like they're 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 going to go catch up to their grandmother, and he says, "Yeah, I'm the man of the house. I'm gonna keep an eye on you." And you say, "You're seven. Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So they so they so they hop. They the bus comes, and the grandmother gets on. They decide to jump on the back of the bus. And, you know, they, they see a whole bunch of, you know, different monsters, vampires, witches, everything, right? All on the bus and they don't know what's going on. But then the bus zooms off and goes to the other world of Halloween Town. They get off the bus, they turn around and they see Sophie there. And this is where we get, oh, so Sophie says, I want to come help grandmother fight the bad thing. I snuck on the bus with you guys. And this is where Dave says, seriously, how does this fucking four-year-old get on the bus undetected by her siblings when they snuck on the back of the of the bus and shut the door? Yeah. Fuck yeah. this movie. And mind you, all this is in all caps. So it's, seriously, how does the fucking four-year-old get on the bus undetected by her siblings when they snuck onto the back of the bus and shut the door? Fuck this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So they get off the bus and then that's when, you know, again, they see they see her. Meanwhile, and then I would also like to point out that meanwhile, as I'm texting Josh, I'm also bashing this movie on Twitter. And we're going to get to that a little bit later on. Wait, did you send out tweets as well or no? I, I, I was sending out tweets as well. And I need to go look at these now. <laughs> Anyways, so. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. So that's when Calabar, the mayor, shows up, says, I'm I'm the mayor. I don't know you three. I'm supposed to know everyone. And she says that the, uh, Marnie says, that, you know, they're Aggie Cromwell's, you know, got grandchildren. Da, da, da. So then he's like, OK, yeah, I can help you. And he's, he puts them in the cab with Benny, who's a, who's a uh, skeleton and tells very bad jokes. And then the they go up the movie. It's bad. <laughs> they go up to they get up to the grandmother's house. And uh, the gate's locked, but, you know, Sophie uses her magic and turns the lock into a, a, a frog. And as they get to the house, Aggie's like, someone's coming, goes to open the door and it sees that it's the kids. So she's like, oh, my God, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, oh, we came to help you fight the bad thing. Hang on, where is it? Sorry, Josh is going through my tweets right now. To see. No, no, I'm, I'm going through your text messages. They said that they came to fight the bad thing. And Marnie says, you said you needed another Cromwell, which that could be me. And Dave responds, no, fuck off. You just found out you were a witch five minutes ago. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so they're there and they help her make the, the potion, but it doesn't work because, you know, she said it's she's. She, she's doing it from a box and she says it's better if you make it from from scratch so that's when they decide to go into town to get all the ingredients that they need and they run into calabar again and you know she, she's trying to tell calabar something's going something wrong is happening because as they're going into the shop 
she runs into her her friend i don't know helen agnes i don't give a fuck what the name harriet whatever <laughs> and and you see like her face is completely deformed from what it looked like earlier when when the grandmother had been talking to her when she first got off the bus so yeah that's when she runs into the mayor and she lets him know hey there is something going on I, like basically i spoke to you about this a couple of days ago and you didn't believe me well now here's proof it happened to agnes or harriet or henrietta or whatever the fuck her name was and uh <laughs> and so that's just another person that it's happened to and the mayor basically says i'll look into it just give me like two days yeah so then they start going around and marnie marnie sees brooms so she starts walking over to the brooms and then uh you know, she buys or her grandmother buys her one. They start to fly around on the broom. And when they get off, Sophie's like, oh, it's my turn, my turn. And that's when the mom shows up and is like, nope, I can't believe you brought them here. And she's like, well, they, they came to see me. And she's like, no, you're not staying because Marnie's saying I'm going to stay to help grandmother. And, you know, that's where you probably that's probably where we got that text message from Dave last year. That said, uh, you know, if, if, her, if Marnie wants to stay, just let her. She's got two other kids. <laughs> I think that's exactly the part where it happened. Just take yeah. two other kids home. We got two on them. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then after that, they go to leave, but the but there's trouble with the bus. It's broken down. So she decides to go, or Dylan brings up, oh, maybe the mayor can help. So they go see the mayor, who's Calabar, who's in love with Gwen, the mom. I mean, so am I. It's the only person in this movie I can tolerate. Yeah. And then Calabar leaves to go deal with something else. And they see Agatha walking with Luke, who's like the local punk punk kid there. And they decide to go help her. And as they're all walking after, you know, grandmother, that's when that big giant fucking they're, they're inside the theater. And that's where all the all of her friends and other, you know, people who live in Halloween yeah, town are all yeah, frozen. The, other, the other townspeople. Yeah. And that's when this like big ghost floaty skeleton fucking thing appears. We don't know who exactly it is yet. We will find out later. But basically tells Agnes, Agatha Christie, murder she wrote. I don't fucking know the name of the grandma. So basically tells her that they're fine. They're still alive. They've just been frozen in time. Yeah. And then as as she's arguing with with him, he tries to, you know, put her tries to hit her with a spell to put her to sleep as well. And that's when the kids and Gwen walk in and Gwen tries to use her powers on Luke. But, you know, she hasn't used him in a long time that they didn't work properly. She did, said, did you did you cover? I mean, I know you covered Marnie getting getting the broom. Did you did you cover her using the broom with with her grandmother? Yeah, as I said she went flying and then she came down and that's when that's when uh, Sophie shows up. Yeah, so so <laughs> so just before that, as they're walking, Dylan had they're walking and then that's when I said, no, seriously, fuck this kid rever- referring to Dylan <laughs> and his sh- shit eating grin. Someone needs to punch him in the face. And you wrote, you good LMAO? And I said, no, I am not. This movie is ruining me. Oh, God, the awful green screen effects. This is when this is when Marnie and Agatha Christie are flying around on the broom. (laughs) The awful green screen effects. So fucking bad. Jesus Christ. Is Debbie Reynolds dead? She should be for being in this awful movie. (laughs) Marnie is such a stuck up, spoiled brat. (laughs) 
God, this movie is bad. Seriously, fuck this movie. Good Lord, there's still 25 minutes left. <laughs> yeah, I know. When you said that, I was like, wait, how did, how did you get to only 20 minutes left or 25 minutes left? Like, I, because I started about 15 minutes after you. And even then, I paused it because I was watching TikToks for about half an hour. And then I continued to watch it. And then when you said, like, I had 25 minutes, I'm like, what the fuck? I only have 15. How did I catch up? Well, I pa- I paused to get dinner, and then I also paused because I was starting fights about this on Twitter, which yeah, again, we'll I'm, get we'll I'm get to after right the review. I'll, we'll we'll get to the stuff I said on Twitter afterwards. <laughs> it's a fantastic movie, anyways. It's not. So, so they're there, and then the the evil the evil thing hits Gwen with the with the the little magic thing that the spell that makes her go to sleep. Then he also hits the grandma. Yeah, and the, he was he was aiming for the grandma originally, and then Gwen yeah, like stepped pushed in her out of the way. Was, yeah. Yeah, but exactly. that didn't work because he still got grandma. So yeah. <laughs> fuck you, Agatha Christie. <laughs> so then they, they the kids decide to run out the door and that's in the light, which I don't know, understand how the fuck that worked. It doesn't make any sense. Looking this back. But anyways, doesn't make shut sense. up. Gosh, anyways, this anyways, the, the, an he, he can't. The, the bad thing can't be in the in the, like, the sunlight and everything. So they run away and, you know, they go back to did they go back to the house yet. No, no. They ran away. They decided to get the rest of the ingredients. Yeah, they're that they the recipes. So they're they're like getting hair from a werewolf, sweat, yep. from a ghost, fang from a from a vampire. Yep. So they get they get all those ingredients and then they go. They're about to go back to the house. And, when, and this this is the part in the movie that I complained to you about last year, because this is where we see more and more townspeople and just how god awful the makeup and everything for this movie is and this is when i started complaining to you last year and i couldn't find it in the text messages unfortunately but this is where i started complaining to you about how god awful the special effects and 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 the makeup was and like how oh because i think i complained about this to you while i was watching hocus pocus but <laughs> i'm like why why is the why is the effects on this movie in 1998 so and, and the and the makeup so bad compared to movies that were made in like 1993 and you were like dave it's a decom like they're not spending as much movie as or as much money as they would on a theatrical movie i'm like that's no excuse like fucking stop making excuses it's awful it's cheap fuck this movie <laughs> exactly anyways <laughs> They get all the ingredients that they need, go back to the house and make the brew. And Marnie can't remember the spell to light it. But Sophie remembers it because she thought it was pretty and made a little song or rhyme about it. And the two of them tried and they got it to work. Now they're rushing back to the rush back to their grandmother and mom wave the wall. Dylan waves the wand around. Doesn't work. I'm surprised Dave didn't say any bullshit about that. Um, I think I was going on about. I, I think this is where the Twitter fight like really kicked off. And okay. I was more invested in the Twitter fight. And from like <laughs> from the basically from the point where they left the movie theater on like the last part of that movie, I was just getting into Twitter arguments. So I really wasn't watching the movie. <laughs> so there was like really no responses from me to you at that point. <laughs> Fair enough. So uh, so it won't work. And then Marnie tries to figure out what to do. And she's like, oh, do you remember what grandmother said? It's mortal see, mortal do. What do more if it's dark on Halloween? What do we do? Did, did it, you, sorry, I, I may have missed it. But did you bring up the part where the taxi, the skeleton taxi driver runs into them again and tries to pick them up? And then they, they become skeptical because, well, how did they know her, that their mother was in town? 
because he had known that their mother had come into town. And so they were skeptical. And then he tries to kidnap the the kid, Dylan, at which I wish he would have, because fuck that. <laughs> Somebody needs to beat the shit out of that kid. Um, not that I'm condoning violence against children. I'm condoning violence against shitty characters. All right. Not against children. I don't want the actual actor to, to have any harm come to him or any real children. I'm just saying in the context of this movie, this character is awful and needs to be beaten. But um, <laughs> that's that's terrible. Fuck. <laughs> 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 well, guess what, Dave? But he actually makes it to all four movies. He 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 tries he tries to kidnap Dylan, and that's when what's what's the youngest kid's name? Dora the Explorer. So come on, Sophie. Sophie. Sophia the first. So Sophie. Sophie sees a dog on a leash and she she unleashes the dog so the dog can attack the skeleton taxi driver and and free her brother. So, I mean, that is one thing from the movie that I was paying attention to and and remembered. Yeah. So after that, they went to the house, made the thing that I already said. And now they're what Marnie says is remember what grandma said what mortal uh mortal see mortal do so when it's dark on halloween where do they put the candle inside the you know the pumpkin so as you can see in the picture there behind dave there's that giant pumpkin that sits in the town in like the middle of town square and it's been dark so what they do is they take the merlin salesman to go put it there and that's when luke sees them and stops and says it's a trap don't do it and then it goes all dark and out comes the giant the bad creature the bad guy and he's and you know he's trying to get the rest of the citizens of Halloween Town to join him. Too long have they been cast away to this Halloween Town. He wants to go to the mortal world and you know take it back over. And then he reveals himself to be the mayor Calabar. So Luke decides to help Marnie, and he takes her cloak and starts walking through the crowd as she she he goes one way, she goes towards the jack o' lantern. And Calabar is like, oh, young Cromwell, you think you could hide? And then he jumps down and hits Luke in the back with with the same spell that you know puts him to sleep, turns around and and or turns him turns him over, realizes that it's Luke, and Luke's like, gotcha, or fooled you or whatever. And then he turns and he sees Marty opening up the pumpkin, going to put it in, and but he hits her with like four of those fucking blasts. And she's like, she basically falls asleep, but she's half asleep, she's not fully under the spell yet. And she lets go of the of the talisman and it falls straight into where it's supposed to be because she's remembering something that her grandmother said that, you know, magic is is simple. If you want something, just let yourself have it. And she lets it go. Thing goes off. Everybody comes back to life. Aggie and Gwen come running and they find them. And Marnie tells them that it was Calabar. He's been him all along. And Calabar is like, oh, you know, Gwen, you could have had me. You could have lived. You could have ruled and be my queen. But you chose a mortal. And that's when Gwen or Aggie uses. No. What's his name? Calabar takes the talisman out of the pumpkin. And (laughs) I always find this so funny (laughs) that Aggie pulls out this little like chicken bone with a rattle on it. And starts shaking it and starts to use like uh, starts to chant something. And he's like, your powers are no match for me. So then Marnie's like, oh, she, Dylan says something about how he wants to like punch him in the face or whatever. And you looks down and he can see like electricity, but it's really just magic. Right. And he doesn't want to believe that he's that he's, the, you know, like a warlock now. And Marnie's like, listen, it, 
he's like, you better pass pass back the talisman or, you know, you're going to be in big trouble. He's like, you're a foolish kid. You, your powers are no match for mine. And she's like, yeah, but maybe not mine. But what about my grandmother's, my mother's, mine, my sister's and my brother's could probably do it. So then they all start holding hands and like, you know, humming and stuff. And basically, Calabar gets defeated by getting sucked into the goddamn fucking talisman. And uh, that's the end of Calabar. And it goes straight to Aggie's hand. She goes, puts it back into the uh, into the jack lantern, and the town is saved by everybody, by the kids and everyone. Dave's favorite. The, the end of it is basically Gwen saying, oh, you know, you're really good with the kids. I could I could really use you. And, you know, uh, Aggie's like, I can't cross over only on Halloween. She's like, well, then you're going to have to come live with us. So they go live with her. Luke is the one driving the Luke gets everybody to get back on the bus and he drives the bus back to the mortal world, takes them there. And that's the end of the movie. Go ahead, Dave. Fuck this movie. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> During this movie, as I said, I was I, I was tweeting. I, I was tweeting out as well as messaging you. So <laughs> at one point I wrote Halloween. Halloween Town is such a god awful movie. Seriously, fuck this movie. Like I said, this was made in 1998, but you could have spent a little bit more effort on special effects, set designs and makeup. And I did get I did get some responses. I got 12 likes on on the fact that I said Halloween Town is such a god awful movie. I had somebody respond and say, I don't know what that is. And I refuse to have it in my house, which I applaud. Very, very wise choice. Somebody else wrote, Matt, my daughters liked it during their family channel watching days. Same for Girl versus Monster. That was not uh, bad either. I was just about to say we're not going to watch that because it sounds awful. Somebody else wrote, and I don't want to I don't want to give anybody's names away without asking for their permission. So that's why I'm not reading names. But somebody else wrote, always think someone is talking about Nightmare Before Christmas and get ready to take up arms. Then realize that that other movie exists. Just co-opting the name makes it bad. <laughs> so I, I'm assuming that they don't like Halloween Town. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't start talking shit about Nightmare Before Christmas to them about that because I know how much you don't like that movie either. Well, it's just that I it's it's boring. Like every time I've tried to watch that movie and it's been about three or four times, I just fall asleep after about 20 minutes, half an hour. I just movie, man. This that. is Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. Um, Halloween. Another comment said, at first I read this as Halloween is awful, the, the film with Michael Myers, and I was about to throw hands. But no, it wasn't about the Michael Myers Halloween movie. So you can rest assured that uh, I was talking about Halloween Town. My roommate made me watch it a few years ago, and I have never forgiven her, <laughs> to, to which I responded, I'm being made to watch it for a podcast review. I'm not happy. So this one was a whole interaction between me and this Twitter user. I'm not saying I had the refined taste of a film critic as a child, but I'm pretty sure even I would have found the thing incredibly corny, which I would, that gave me a good laugh. And I responded with, it's so bad. <laughs> and the the tweeter I was interacting with at it, it's it's child acting dialed up to a thousand to which <laughs> I responded. Are we really going to call it acting? Because that's not what I would call it. And then she responded with, I'm prepared to go with line delivering. <laughs> I wrote, LOL, I like that. <laughs> Somebody else sent a gif saying, well, that's absolutely not true. To which I responded, it absolutely 100% is true. And then somebody else responded with a gif of Dwight Schrute from The Office saying it is true. But my friend Murr, 
And I'm only going to read her name out because I told her I was going to read her comments on air. She wrote, respectfully, you're very wrong. And so <laughs> Murr is part of a is part of a, a group chat with me and a bunch of other Blue Jays fans. <laughs> and so she posted her tweet in the group chat and tried to get the other members in the group chat to attack me. <laughs> and she's like, attack that bozo. <laughs> and, and, and that started a whole war in, in the in this Blue Jays group chat that I'm in. Some people take in my side some people not shout out to tyler who also co-hosts aces on bases with me which is my baseball podcast tyler actually came to my defense uh, uh, about it being an awful movie and so anyways eventually i got kicked out of the group chat and then i got added back into the group chat and once i got added back into the group chat i kicked mer out of the group chat and then she got added back in and then one of the other members of the group chat piped in, piped in and said, we should kick him again. And so I said, well, before you do that, you should eat this. And then I kicked him out of the group chat. So it just became just became a huge fun fight on Twitter, which I which I really enjoyed. So <laughs> thank you for starting that, Mur. Uh, <laughs> greatly appreciate it. But yeah, this movie was just fantastically awful. I think I think somewhere along the line, somebody wrote that the movie was a five out of 10, to which I responded with, yeah, a negative five out of 10. But to be fair, yeah, this this movie is is much worse than a, a negative five out of 10. There is no amount of negative stars that I could give this movie to do it justice on how bad it is. So negative infinity. I can't even rate this movie because it was just so horrendously bad. This is the worst decom movie that we have watched to date. This is worse than The Descendants. You know what? I High School Musical is pretty bad too, but I, I'm not going to rank it compared to to High School Musical because they're equally bad. They're they're equally bad. This is far worse than Hocus Pocus, which had that perverted little fucking sister that was always talking about how her brother wanted to wanted to see his friend's boobs and shit, and everyone was talking about how he was a virgin, and that movie was just obsessed with sex, and and this this movie was was far worse than that. I like. I think my texts sum up my feeling of this movie. I, I, I can't do enough justice to how bad I feel this movie truly, truly is. This has got to go down in, in history as one of the worst movies ever made. Like, I, I, I mean, Paris Hilton did a critically panned, critically awful movie that nobody can even remember the title of. And of a, no, no. Glass House? No, no, I can't. I can't. I would have to look it up on IMDb, but I would and I haven't even watched that movie, but I would say that this is probably even worse than House of Wax is what it's called. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the it wasn't the horror one. She she did another one. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to look it up before I get back on my rant. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you have your say on this movie while, while I look up the title of this Paris Hilton one that I can't think of. The Hottie and the Naughty. That's the one. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> but yeah, so I know you love this movie. So so, so movie. why why don't you give us your final thoughts and, and give us give us your rating for it, Josh? 
I love this movie. It's one of my favorites. It's been one of my favorites since it came out. Again, I was eight years old when this movie came out. I've always loved them. And whenever they premiered a new one, I was right there watching it on premiere night. Always loved it. And since they've all come out, I've watched every single one of them, even the bad one, the last one. I still watch them every Halloween or every you know October in general, because these are my favorite movies. When Disney Plus was announced, I said Halloween Town is the first thing I'm going to fucking watch. I don't even care. Again, this is one of my favorite things to watch. DCOMs, I love them as well. Love this movie. It is fantastic. And I'm going to say this is an 8.5 out of 10. This this movie is... I I, I can't. No, I just... I, I, I can't. I, 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 I can't. I, I don't want to have to. I, I don't want to have anything to do with this movie or this franchise ever again. I am done with Halloween Town. Fuck this film. Fuck until this Halloween franchise. Town, too. Fuck, fuck, fuck the fuck all of the people in this movie, except the mom. She was cool. She gets a pass. Everybody else involved in this movie, acting wise, directing wise, script writing wise, makeup, set design. Fuck them all. And yeah, so at least hopefully people enjoyed us talking about it. And hopefully people enjoyed the hopefully people enjoyed hearing Timmy Britt's ghost stories. So I do want to thank Timmy Britt once again for for coming on and providing us with some entertaining ghost stories. And like I said at the beginning of the show, hopefully we're going to have Timmy Britt back on in a couple of weeks once you get back from Disney World, once he gets back from Disney World. And hopefully we'll be able to talk to him about the 50th anniversary and both of your experiences down there during that. And yeah, again, you can find us on the social medias. You can find us on Twitter at Ocho Ortiz Disney, Instagram at Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod, and Facebook, Facebook.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. You can find us on most major podcasts and platforms. We are available on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and Podbean. Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod.podbean.com. You can help support the show by going to Spring, link in the description below, or spreadshop shop.spreadshirt.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod, or by becoming our patron on Patreon, patreon.com slash Ocho and Ortiz Disney Pod. I am going to post the Timmy Brits ghost stories as its own separate entity on Patreon as well. And we'll make that a free exclusive. So you won't even have to pay to listen to that. So if you want to just hear Timmy's ghost stories, you can go to go to our Patreon page and hear it there for free without hearing the rest of this this episode or just to to re-listen to his stories if you want to re-listen to his ghost stories. And uh, of course, we're also on YouTube. So be sure you're watching us there. Just search for Ocho and Ortiz Disney podcast. Josh. Any final words this week before we go? Thanks, everyone, for listening. Happy Halloween. We will talk to you guys soon. Yes. Happy Halloween. And once again, happy Thanksgiving to our Canadian friends and happy Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving to our American friends and happy belated birthday to Timmy Britt, who will be celebrating his birthday while he's down at Disney World celebrating the 50th anniversary of of Disney World. His birthday was on October 25th. So happy birthday to Timmy. 
And having said that, guys, as always, whether you're watching or listening to this in the morning, the afternoon, the evening, whatever time of day it is, where you are, when you're watching or listening to this, we appreciate you watching or listening to this. We thank you for watching or listening to this. And we will talk to you guys again very, very soon. Bye bye. Later. Thank you.